Yeah, I've been blessed with a few people at my church that are uh, going through journey as we speak. Uh, they want to reevaluate their life and their, and I say enhance their spiritual growth. And and let's face it, Sarah. I mean, we can all enhance our spiritual growth. You know, I mean, Jesus wants us to work every day to get to build a relationship stronger with Him. I mean that. That task and journey is never going to be over. Your life, your journey starts now. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. I'm Sarah Banowitz, and today I have Don Evans in the studio with me. Hi, Hi Don. Sarah. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me in England. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks for being on the podcast. So today we are talking. What are you smiling to me? You're so happy today. <laughs> I don't know. You're I just like because you're going to ask me about my story. My I know, life, you, right? I got to make just you. Keep this I got to cool, put man. you at ease. Yeah, I'm at ease. You're the one I'm concerned about. Let's go. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the grace of God, and I was wondering if you'd share a little bit of your story. Oh God, I would love to. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's a journey that started a very, very long time ago. Uh, I guess it would probably be you caught me off guard with this today, which I enjoy. Because I don't, and I want everybody to know that none of this is scripted. We're just talking, aren't we, Sarah? We're winging it. Yeah, and we're just out there in left field coming around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, history of alcoholism on my life. Um, first got to know a lot about Christ in maybe 01 due to a, a, a crash of alcoholism and being in the hospital. Uh, then there was a big gap in there of more of that. And then really got introduced more so to God when I got baptized in 2006 in a very large Christian church. And well, um, Don, what, uh, so why did you end up getting baptized in 2006? What was, what was the catalyst for that happening? Uh, yeah, I started in 06 kind of leaning into the side of, you know, Christianity watching people what they were doing inspired me a little bit i guess to see the their happiness uh, i guess i'd never experienced that so uh, i got started in 06 as i said uh, did pretty good for a while but due to my lack of faith i like to call it and my lack of devotion to god i uh, slid back into my old ways again and Managed to stay there for a multitude of years. So we'll leave out all the middle stuff. But as I said, 06, uh, and I just got sober in October of 2018. So it's just been a little over a year. But at that point, uh, when I was able to get out and about again, about December, took a couple months to become human and even be visible in public again. Uh, really plugged in this time, Sarah. Uh, and it was a lot of fun and, and I, you know, I hope you'll interrupt at certain points and ask me specific questions. Whenever you hear me say something that you want to know more about, you could just jump in there and go, wait a minute, what about that? But I'll keep going. Well, I do want to know about, so, okay. So becoming sober in October of 2018 for anyone who's listening, who may be, um, struggling with that was, what was it that caused you to want? to go down that route well what was causing me to stay on the drunk fest or okay. what caused me to want to jump on the jesus wagon i almost want to ask both okay pick one <laughs> let's go with the drunk fest okay all right 
we were talking earlier today just in an outside conversation about people being lonely mm -hmm. and uh we just briefly mentioned that this morning in the lobby out there and uh that got me thinking you know and now you're asking what created that well it all come from loneliness uh losing another wife we won't count the number of wives that's not important uh just was a tailspin in 2015 so from 15 to 18 uh, three solid years, it was drunk every day of the week, seven days a week. And it was dealing with the loneliness. That and losing everything that I'd had, you know, through the divorce. Uh, and uh, I'm a man. I'll man up if it was my fault. And uh, in this particular marriage, it was not. Uh, and I'm not going to say any more about it. But I was not at fault in them. And everybody knows that. And they're like, wow, we just can't believe that she just left and took everything you had. I was on the road trucking at the time, owned my own truck. And uh, so, yeah, then when the, I call it the resurrection in October, uh, that was only because, if I'm honest, which I am, because, you know, I follow Jesus, you know, like Andy Stanley. I'm a Jesus follower, man. I love it. Uh, because I have severe cirrhosis of the liver. And I almost died the end of October again and had to go to the hospital and do some procedures there. And yeah, it just, at that point, I think, I really think the day that my brother took me into the hospital, I just kind of, God got a hold of me that day and said, you know, you've been playing this game for 18 years of in the hospital, 40 years of drinking. And I just felt, you know, Andy Stanley would call it a nudge. I felt like a thump in the back of the head, like, okay, I need to get this. Mm -hmm. And this possibly is my last opportunity. So that's when I jumped on the Jesus bandwagon. So what what did jumping on the Jesus bandwagon look like, entail? It always inspired me. It really did, even years back before I ever even attended church whatsoever. And I just wanted to know more about it. And so what did you do? What steps did you take then? So you leave the hospital yep. and then what was your first step after that? Go home and start reading the Bible a little bit, but I wasn't really good at that. And, um, and started going to church right before Christmas in 18. And since then I've stayed plugged in there. And how did you find a church? Uh, I had went to this church prior years in the past. Okay. Yeah. I actually went to this church, started there in 08, uh, left there in 10 to move back to Illinois to, to accept a job. It was a job moving venture. And then when I came back in 15, um, I was too drunk to pay attention. So I didn't show up at church until December of 18. Okay. Yeah. And so then at that point, I really got plugged into the church and enjoyed doing volunteer work and um, helping with homeless and seeing their struggles just really led me to think, man, I, I was almost there, almost homeless person. So just the little bitty things you keep doing on a daily basis, monthly basis, I just really started enjoying it more and seeing how it was affecting me spiritually. And then I, I took kind of a, a Christian class that was really in depth in regards to where our faith is and asking us questions in regards to how we feel about 
God and Jesus. And was that class through the church? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was a 10-week class, and it was phenomenal, and I learned a lot from that. I think, if I'm being honest with everybody, which I am, I don't know why I even say that, uh, I can tell you this, Sarah, that I'm convinced that I found my Holy Spirit in the eighth week. As we were going through the class we spoke about, I believe it was the eighth week, and uh, getting to know our Holy Spirit was the topic. And I did not know my Holy Spirit. It was quite obvious. So I left that meeting that night and went home and I did a lot of praying about it. And uh, it just, it's just different. I can't put some sophisticated word on like, oh, it was a revelation or oh, I don't know how to address a word to it, but it was very moving for me. So if I'm hearing you right, the steps you took were reading your Bible, then getting into church, mm -hmm. then getting connected in church. Very important to get connected. And taking me. that in, that class, which gave you a foundation of cons yes, uh, a foundation, and then just knowing you, it's being continually connected. Yes, correct, absolutely. And then I was fortunate, and I call it blessed, to be volunteering for the church at a, a casting crowns event. I got to be specific on that. And Zach Williams were playing and they just, there was a booth. It wasn't our church, but it was members of my church that invited me to help with the compassion booth. Um, and that was quite interesting to see all these people signing up, you know, taking care of these kids in the foreign countries stuff. I was really inspired with that. And that's where I met your mother. She was one of the volunteers at the booth. And we talked about this class at church. And then she shared a little bit of journey coaching with me and introduced me to your dad, Jeff. <laughs> and we just, we became friends and connected and then built a relationship. And then I believe... It was about May, uh, after getting more information about what Journey had to offer and, and the ongoing relationship that I had with Jeff, uh, decided to step into the Journey coaching thing, which was designed to be approximately seven weeks. And uh, I ended up spending with the coaches 13 weeks. And there they had put more emphasis on you know, reading the Bible when you're answering questions. And I think I said this in another podcast that by their patience and grace, they inspired me to pick up that Bible and politely told me to be reading it every day. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really been so great to do that, but be plugged into various I guess you would call it, you're a young person, the media network and the social media. You know, I watch other ministry preachings and things. You'll hear me refer to Andy Stanley, which I know there's, he's on some of the Journey websites. I've seen as I cruise around and, and explain Journey coaching to people and send them there, I hear him say that, oh yeah, I see that they're, you know, they got Andy Stanley on their website. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty cool, you know. So that's, kind of how this all got to where it is today. Well, and I think one thing that's interesting for our listeners to understand is that um, 
so one of the one of the core things that I took away from doing uh journey coaching was working in your strengths. And so in the process of you working with the journey coaches, um, you build a relationship with other believers mm-hmm. and you looked at what your strengths are. And what's been really cool is in the last several months is that you've been working in your strengths and helping build up journey coaching too. Yeah. I've enjoyed that because it just, after going through it, yeah, I have a huge passion for it because of how it affected me and I'm kind of a hard nut to crack. So, uh, yeah, I've been blessed with a few people at my church that are uh, going through journey as we speak. Uh, they want to reevaluate their life and their, and I say enhance their spiritual growth. And and let's face it, Sarah. I mean, we can all enhance our spiritual growth. You know, I mean, Jesus wants us to work every day to get to build a relationship stronger with Him. I mean that. That task and journey is never going to be over until, you know. Well, and that's the really cool thing about journey coaching, too, is anyone in their whatever whatever place they are in their walk, they can pick up journey coaching and it can work um, for them, with them. Um, oh, yeah. Because I did journey coaching and I'd been walking with Christ for, for 30 years. Wow. Um, when I went through journey coaching, too. Um, have my own struggles and stumbles and things like that. Um, but it was impactful to me too. Um, and we just came, we just started our journey, our coaching journey just in different places in our life. And yet it is, it's so, um, it's just, it just works for so many people. It does. And I'm, I'm glad you got on board with it early, you know, at your young age, because, uh, you know, that's a regret. I'm not going to drag it around, but it's just, I regret that I didn't, what they would say, maybe see the light. But then again, well, I'm going to interrupt you here because then the other thing um, I want our listeners to realize is that Don is getting ready to start coaching himself. And even though you have those regrets, um, the thing is, is if you hadn't, like God works, um, uh, what is the Bible? He he works mysteriously and he works all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And the thing is, is that because of the story that you, that you have, you're able to show that grace of God to other people because, um, because he is a, he is a redeemer and he is a savior and he is a protector and, um, and those, and he can use you to help, um, show the grace of God to other people who have had similar struggles. And if you hadn't gone through that, then how how would you minister to those people? Right. No, no, it's just like he ministered to the, you know, the 12. Look at those characters yeah, in the Yeah, they Bible. were not. <laughs> you know, they were Don, you know, and a whole bunch of other yeah. They were Dons and Sarahs and everybody, yeah. every cut of life, but none of them were Christians per se. I mean, you know, it was just, yeah, you can do anything you want. And I think what I really found out about this whole and let me be interrupt myself and say this because you were just getting ready to i think no you don't have to be a christian to do journey coaching i want everybody that's listening to be crystal clear on that i'm not going to bang on your door or be your coach and go if you don't accept christ i'm not going to coach you no that's not what i'm saying so uh yeah it's if this is for anybody but I can tell you this. I'm just going to warn them. You're not going to go through journey coaching and not want to know more about Christianity. That is a given, and you might as well be forewarned. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And it's fun. I mean, it's – and, you know, 
when you go through this, if you are true with yourself and you've had these coaches like I did, I was blessed with two very great coaches that they're coaching this guy that I brought through. Um, you just have a sense of now I need to take the ball and run with it and go coach some people. You just mentioned that, you know, I'm going to start coaching and I am, uh, you've even hung me out on a tree cause I'm going to coach your son. Yep. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a big challenge for Don and as a teenage kid, you know, and if you trust me with him, everybody listened to this butter too, huh? Well, and my son's been, been through some things. So I actually asked you to coach him the day that I met you back in the beginning of August. Mm -hmm. um, you were sharing a little bit of your story um, during the leadership summit. And my son was there attending the leadership summit. And I and I just stopped you. I said, and you, you, we had just met. And I was right. like, wait a second. I need you to stop talking right now. <laughs> And you're like, what? That and I like funny. called my son over and I'm like, okay, you can start talking again now. Well, normally I don't like getting interrupted. With you. Yeah, but I, I was like, no, exception. you like I needed you to stop talking so that I could go have you. I wanted you to finish your story mm -hmm. um, in front of my son um, because um, my son is not my biological son and he's got a story himself and I wanted him to hear your story too. So he was, he was really cool. I mean, we had a good conversation and of course, you know, we've talked to him, I've talked to him since and he's looking forward to it. So we're just getting our timings all lined up and that's going <laughs> to take place. So yeah, I guess if we weren't doing podcasts, I could probably be home coaching him. Right. <laughs> so, but no, that's, that's really, that's kind of, you know, and there's seriously, there's a, a ton to my story and I don't say that boastfully. I'm just saying we can't put it all on the air. It would take forever. No, but we have just, to, yeah, you know, we just have highlight to keep of, on the, you know, keep coming on the podcast and yeah. for others to get to know you too. Um, okay. I want to end this podcast with one question for you. If there is anything that you would want to mention right now about the grace of God and you would want people to know about the grace of God, what would it be? Mm, there's a lot of things I could say about that, but uh, I will say this, and this, you know, you've again done your work and caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> Wait, let's, I'm going to interrupt no, one thing and go I'm ahead. going to mention to our listeners that the grace of God, grace, because I, I, I have a story about the grace of God, but I won't share it right now. But I what from that story. I know that grace means God's unmerited or unearned favor for month for mankind. Yeah, that's cool. I guess to summarize God for me would be he has given me hope, more hope than I've ever had in my life. And I'll be 61 years old and I've never had this much hope nor faith or conviction of my own wrongdoings that I'm addressing on a daily basis. Well, let me jump in there. Uh, I knew you would. Come, conviction of your wrongdoings, but yet but how that sounds counterproductive. Like how can you have so much hope if you're so convicted of your wrong doings too? Because now I could admit all my faults instead of pretending that they didn't exist. See, most of the things that went wrong in my life and my marriages were Don's fault, but Don was blaming other people. So when I asked I said that wrong conviction, but it's allowed me to have peace and get rid of it. I'm no longer carrying that stinky bag over my shoulder anymore because God's given me the glorified grace. He's forgiven all of us. You know, you know that as well as I do. Mm -hmm. I'm preaching the choir looking across the room <laughs> talking to you, but we're all forgiven. You know, God has given us, we've our, we didn't have to fight for the promised land. 
God has given us the promised land and we need to accept that and help lead other people into faith with Jesus Christ. I, I know love that's it. more than one sentence, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. So we got to close out today, but um, I do want to just encourage everybody to keep listening to the journey podcast because uh, obviously Don has to continue to being on the continue being on the, the podcast with us. I look forward to it. I have a lot of fun with you, sir. Thank you for being on. And we just hope that you feel encouraged and connected and determined to de- develop your strengths and live out your purpose. And um, find us on journeycoaching.org and reach out to us on social media or email or um, we have a phone number on journeycoaching.org um, too. And um, keep listening, like and subscribe, and we will talk to you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.